Let me invite you now to grab a Bible. Uh, one of those, uh, this is one of those churches that really does love that thing. And we have a lofty view of God and his word. So we love to uh, find out what the message is and um, try to conform our lives to it. So let me, let me read you um, kind of an out-of-the-way passage out of the book of Numbers. And while you're finding Numbers, I need to just inform you that um, Wednesday night uh, has resumed and we will be studying... Not a book of the Bible this time. We're going to settle the Apostles' Creed. Um, I'll tell you more about it Wednesday night, and if you're interested in a little bit of history, you might want to come, but if not, uh, it'll be boring. But uh, I'm hoping that the the introduction to the whole idea of creedal Christianity will be a benefit to the people of God. Now, follow as I read from uh, Numbers chapter 15, beginning at verse 1, and I'll read through verse 10, and it reads like this. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land you are to inhabit, which I am giving you, and you offer to the Lord from the herd or from the flock a food offering or a burnt offering or a sacrifice to fulfill a vow or as a free will offering or at your appointed feast to make a pleasing aroma to the Lord, then he who brings his offering shall offer to the Lord a grain offering of a tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a quarter of a hen of oil. And you shall offer with the burnt offering or for the sacrifice a quarter of hen of wine for the drink offering for each lamb. Or for a ram you shall offer for a grain offering two tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a third of a hen of oil. And for the drink offering you shall offer a third of a hen of wine and a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And when you offer a bull as a burnt offering or a sacrifice to fulfill a vow or for peace offerings to the Lord, then you shall offer with the bull of a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with a half a hen of oil. And you shall offer for the drink offering half a hen of wine as a food offering, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. What on earth was all that about? Um, I didn't know what you were reading, Dr. Young. I didn't understand a word of it. And it didn't seem to be all that moving to me. What was that? Okay, stay with me, because I think you'll see there's quite a sweet message contained. Guys, the, the sacrifices, and there were five or six of them that Israel was to include in her, in her uh, corporate worship, those sacrifices are listed for you in the book of Leviticus. You know, that's the book that nobody wants to read. Um, the sacrifices are listed in Leviticus. I read to you from Numbers. The sacrifices are listed and their meaning are listed or described and explained in the book of Leviticus. Um, But the the new thing that you find here in Numbers 15 are all of those little extras, those little accompaniments, the fine flour, the, the oil, the wine. That's not listed. That's not mentioned in the book of Leviticus. 
it's mentioned here in the book of Numbers. It's probably not included in the book of Leviticus because they are in a wilderness and there's not a whole lot of grapevines that you can grow in a desert. Those things were probably not even available to them while they were in the wilderness. Um, But then you'll notice it says in verse 2, when you come into the land that I have promised, things will be different. When you get there, um, then I want you to add some other things like wine and oil and fine flour. Now, there's two things that I want you to see, two little lessons that I want you to note. Folks, the, the, the description that you get here in those, those 10 verses is an image that is taken uh, in, in terms of their sacrifices. The image is taken or is being given to you as one of a meal, that you are hosting a very special guest and you bring out your absolute finest. Um, I mean, when you invite somebody over and and you really want to um, um, establish relationship and build a friendship, do you ever get out your finest china? Do you ever put on the best meal? Well, that's that's what's being hinted at here. That God is a special guest among you, and when you offer him these sacrifices, offer all of these extra things to, um, to spiff it up, you know, with fine flour and, and oil and, and, and wine, um, because they are, they, are, they are statements of your devotion and love for the God that you're hosting for the meal. And food for them was uh, far more valued because it was, it was more scarce than it is for us. So this is a statement of, I want you to add all those things when you get into the promised land uh, to those sacrifices that are listed in the book of Leviticus. But there's one other thing that is really kind of interesting. It's the timing of it, ladies and gentlemen. I read to you out of Numbers chapter 15. Do you remember what happened in Numbers 14? Oh, that was a big, ugly event. What happens in in, in, uh, Numbers 14 is quoted eight times in the New Testament or referred to. Numbers 14, that's when the spies were sent out into the promised land and they came back and Joshua and Caleb says, let's go get them. And uh, all the other 10 spies says, oh, no, we can't do that. They have the sons of Anak over there. That's, that's chapter 14. And God was not at all pleased with the unbelief of Israel. And so um, he judges that unbelief. And then they finally get the message and they say, this is at the end of chapter 14. They say, okay, well, we really blew it back there, you know, with those, those spies. Let, let's get the army. Let's go on into the promised land. Let's go. And Moses says, don't go. You shouldn't go because God's not going to be with you. Don't go into there. Don't do it. They go anyway, and they are routed. That's at the end of chapter 14. Their unbelief is at the beginning of chapter 14. The rout is at the end of 14. And so everybody in Israel is now asking, will we ever get into the promised land? 
It just got put off for 40 years because of our unbelief. Will we ever get in there? And then comes chapter 15. And you'll notice what it says in verses 1 and 2. God says to Moses, go say to the people of Israel, go, go tell them this. When. Not if. When you get into the promised land. It's an assurance, ladies and gentlemen. It's an assurance in the midst of their own rebellion and unbelief that he is going to be faithful to give them that land. And when you get to that land, you're going to have extra flour, you're going to have extra oil and wine, and I want you to add that to the sacrifices because your harvests will be abundant. When? Not if. When you get into the promised land. And so when you, if you offer a, a lamb, then, you know, just throw in a, a half a gallon of flour and a quart of oil and a quart of uh, wine. Oh, and if you offer a, a cow, uh, you know, uh, double that. Because you're going to have abundance at your disposal then. When you get into the promised land. But, by the way, I don't want you to stop sacrificing just because you're in the wilderness. The sacrificing needs to continue because, you see, those sacrifices point to the sacrifice that will be coming. The sacrifice not that you offer to me, but the sacrifice that I provide for you. So you keep on with the sacrifices, even while you're in the wilderness. And so what Israel was doing with their sacrifices is pointing to a sacrifice that would one day come. We, on the other hand, point to a sacrifice that has already come. How? Through this sacrament. So if you've ever wondered how an Old Testament saint was saved, they were, they were saved the same way you were. They looked forward to a sacrifice that was to come. We point back to a sacrifice that has come. We do so in this sacrament, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the centerpiece of the Christian message, the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ for his people. The sacrifice, ladies and gentlemen, has arrived. For the people of the Old Testament, they sacrificed and the purpose of their so doing was to point to a sacrifice that would ultimately come. It came. And in this sacrament, we point back to it. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are 
resting on the accomplishment of that sacrifice of Jesus Christ on your behalf, if that's what you're leaning on and that alone, this sacrament is for you. Let's pray together. Our Father, we do thank you for reminding us that even though while in the wilderness we still sacrifice, we still remember that sacrifice, but one day, one day we will be in the presence of the one who made the sacrifice, the Lord Jesus. And so for now, we can only gather as your people to be reminded of what Jesus Christ has already accomplished for us. So meet us at this table, Lord, and would you supply us with fresh grace so that we can live and represent you more honorably tomorrow than we did today. Minister to your people through the reminder of the sacrifice. We pray it in Jesus' name.